And welcome to the latest episode of 8-4 Play, the number one podcast about Japan games and Japanese games. You got, you got it. it. You did it, yes. Dermot. <laughs> As you can tell, I am neither Mark McDonald nor Roy Blakely. I am, in fact, Dermot Gaming Messy Cregan. Huh. Yeah, it's an odd time. It is an odd time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you and this being is... the host, despite your obvious ailment. You're not sounding so great. Or you're sounding really good. Depends, you sound, yeah. you sound older. Yeah. Yeah, you gauge like 10 years when you get sick, so <laughs> that's good. Well, I'm going to go backwards hopefully soon. Um, this is actually an odd episode because we have a week-long break coming up. We have Obon. Mm-hmm. So we're recording this a week in advance. And that means that when you hear this, a lot of news will probably have happened. In fact, uh, the Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah, first gameplay game reveal is going to yeah. be coming out tomorrow. Yes. Looking forward to not talking about that. Tomorrow, <laughs> as in, like, yeah, a week ago. A week ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. They'll know. Everybody right. listening will have seen it already. So. Yeah. But that luckily... was awesome. We are recording after the fabled Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Direct. Yeah. So we have a lot of things to talk about there. That came but, out of nowhere and was long. Yes, yeah. it was. Wow. Uh, but before we talk about that, let me introduce uh, our small panel today. We have our skeleton crew, <laughs> right? Uh, the voice you just heard is John Spin Daddy Ricciardi. <laughs> Spin Daddy. Yep. I don't even. What is that? that dirty. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think I have a feeling. I know what it is. Is this Pokemon related? It sure is because right. we went out for lunch the other day, and you were hunting for Spinda, which is an elusive Pokemon yes. that was just added to the game. It's, and I got it. Yeah, you did. You didn't get it on the day, but... No, I got it the next day in Ebisu. Um, it was a, it's a Pokemon that you can only get from a research task, a field research task, which you get field research tasks from spinning Pokestops. And basically, I didn't even know this, but to, do, to even get that Pokemon, I had to learn a little bit about how this works. And so the Pokestops research task reset once a day at midnight. And so I didn't know this, but like if you spin a Pokestop and it's like, you know, throw... 59, you can spin it again a minute later? Well, you can do that, yeah. yeah. You can do that with a lot of things in Pokemon. But like if it says, <laughs> if you spin it and it's like, you know, get three curveballs or whatever, and then you delete it and then you spin it again, you're going to get the same one. It's always the same. Like one Pokestop has one research task all day. I didn't know that. Hmm. Once I learned that, though, then it was just a matter of going to every Pokestop in, in the world, basically, to try to find the one that gets you, Spinda. And I finally got it the next day, like 80 Pokestops later. Where did you end up finding it? Uh, just at this random one in Ebisu. I was like, um, I don't even remember why I was in Ebisu. I was, oh, I went to the photojournalism exhibit. Oh, yeah. How uh, was that? It was cool. Um, for people who don't know, I guess, I don't know where else they do this. They probably do it in a lot of places. But there's a photojournalism uh, exhibit in Ebisu that happens once a year that shows, like, all of the photos that won awards for, you know, the previous year. Mm. And, you know, it's really interesting, but it's a little... It's dark, you know? Like, a lot of the best photos are not happy photos. Like, the photo of the year was basically um, a person who was basically in flames, like, during um, one of the riot things that happened last year, where, like, and, like, they caught they caught on fire, like, from a... Uh, I forget what it was, if it was... Something had exploded nearby, and basically, like, it's, like, this person up close running through the street on fire. Like, so Jeez. it's like, oh, that's pleasant, you know? It was an amazing photo, and, and you know, there's there's interesting stories behind all of them, but... I was kind of, at the end of it, I was kind of feeling like they should, you know, have a requirement that half the photos are of happy things and babies <laughs> and kittens and shit, too, just to, like, balance things out. Anyway, I was there, and uh, that's where I got this the thing and got the Spinda, and apparently there's eight different kinds of Spindas you can get, but they've, as of last week when we recorded this, they've only released one, so 
And by types, you mean the patterns that they have on them? Yeah, because Spinda's this Pokemon that's like, no two Spindas look alike is the idea yeah. in the real games. But in this one, there's eight variations of them. <laughs> okay. Which is a little disappointing. <laughs> a little less, but you know. Yeah. But but yeah, so, uh, and it was number eight, which I think, at, at the time that I got it, that's the only one people had reported. So people are theorizing, oh, maybe it's a countdown, the next one's going to be seven, and then when they get to one, they're going to, you know, drop the next gen or something or whatever. Ah, uh, so, okay. Who knows? When you say next gen, you mean like the fourth gen of Pokemon? Yeah. But doesn't, no. I feel like the Pokedex that they've released so far is incomplete as of the current gen. Like, they haven't released all of the third gen Pokemon. They've released pretty much all the major ones, though. The only ones they haven't released at this point now are ones that have, like, weird things attached. Like, I can't remember offhand, but I was reading about it. You know, there's, like, some that are, like, you know, the way their special moves work, like, isn't super easy to just replicate normally mm. in Pokemon. So, like, they need to have an event or something or, or have some excuse to have it happen. So, yeah, who knows? Or it could be leading up to that. Maybe they're going to release some more of those Pokemon that you know, have special requirements or whatever. I don't know. Right. And for Spinda, like, they didn't say anything in-game about how to get it, right? Or did they even mention that it was included? No, it just started showing up last, oh, sorry, two Wednesdays ago. Right. And, uh, and then people reported. I don't know how people, uh, you know, people figure this shit out in, like, a day, and then all the details, and, like, knew exactly how it worked, but it yeah. just showed up one day. I like that kind of stuff in games, where you have to, like, go to the community and come together to find things out. That's been happening in Fortnite a lot. Um, but... Let me introduce Graham. Hi. <laughs> For the kids, Howard. For the kids. Yes. For the kids. Uh, so <laughs> there's this thing in Japan called the uh, Furusato Noze. It's like, in English, it's called the Hometown Tax Program. Mm. And as part of this, basically what you do is you can use your own money to donate basically to a region of Japan, like a local region. And in exchange, they send you gifts. And this is tax deductible. Huh. So I was looking at, the news came out recently that like Nipponichi Software decided to also participate in the program by putting a few different things that you can sign up for. So if you donate <clears throat> two mon, which is what I did, like $200, yeah. they will put your name in the credits of a new RPG or a new adventure game. Really? Yeah, so I just decided to go ahead and sign up for that. Who, who are you? Does it matter who you donate it to? Like, are you donating it to any region you want, or do they have a specific one that so they each, want you to? So each region will basically have their own businesses that apply for the program. Oh, so you okay. donate to the municipality. So in their case, it's... Kakaimigahara in Gifu, which is where I used to live. Oh, that's right, because that's where yeah. Nipponichi was. That's right. That's when they, they used are, to come yeah. visit us, they were coming from Gifu. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. So I decided, you know, since they're in Gifu, and, you know, their games are pretty cool, I decided to throw some money at that. <laughs> and as part of that process, obviously, since it goes to the municipality, you choose where you want that money to go. Yeah. And so there were, like, eight different categories, and I don't quite remember what they all were. I remember I was going through them with Dermot, hmm. but there was one that was like, you can donate to the kids for like child welfare, <laughs> and there oh, was wow. like old person, elderly welfare, and I was like, I give enough money to the elderly already, yeah. let's do something <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> so I decided to put all that towards that, and actually today, uh, just before this, I got an email from Nipponichi being like, what, how do you want your name written in the credits? Oh, so, nice. Yeah, I responded to them on that. They're on the ball. Good That's awesome. Yeah, That's a really cool... How did you find out about this in the first place? A like... tweet. I don't remember who tweeted about it, but somebody was like... Might have been GSK. He was like, they were, NIS is participating in this program for whatever mm. reason. And I was like, I'm in there. Nice. And, uh, you know, since it is tax deductible, uh, basically, like, for my income bracket, I can donate up to, like, $800 a year and get all of it back. Oh, wow. But there's, like, 2,000 
yen fee just for like applying for the program. Sure. So of the two hundred dollars, I'll get one point eight mon back. So well, that's nice. As though. long as I remember to actually file for that, which uh, they did send me my slip. I'm ready to go. I just have to remember to do it. Yeah, paperwork in Japan, especially tax-related paperwork, is... Well, it's probably like that anywhere, but I mean, f- here especially, it feels kind of nightmarish, like the stuff to... to unless you're like... I did it I did it once before, back when I was freelancing for before. So yeah. I know the process already, so I just have to remember yeah. to actually go down and do that. But yeah, so uh, look for my name, the special thanks to some Nipponishi games <laughs> sometime, because uh, I'm, I'm on board for that. Nice. There's a couple other cool ones, where it's like you could write a dialogue for an NPC in one of their games. Oh, really? And Is that like, like if you put like more money More money. And like the highest tier that they had was you could actually like go and hang out at their office for a day and play all of their in-development games. Wow. So, I mean, they're really like... But this is like a lot of money, that. though. That was like $1,000 yeah. or something. Yeah, that was a lot of money. That's still pretty cool. Yeah, definitely super cool. Yeah. It's like a, it's almost like Kickstarter. Like, you know, they have their goals for whatever. If you hit if you hit the higher tiers, you can... But it all goes it. to the kids, man. That's great. That yeah. is for a good cause. I love... I mean, stuff like that. Japan doesn't see a lot of stuff like, you know, in the West, you've got summer games done quick and all and whatnot. And like, you know, a lot of these charity events and stuff, we don't really have a lot of that stuff here. So and I would like want, to see like, more of it. You can actually it. just like pick your own prefecture, like whatever single thing you want to do. And like, if you donate to this one, they'll send you like a crate of apples or something like there it really runs the whole gamut it's pretty nice. cool yeah that's pretty sweet um I remember there was one it was like you could also donate to education and culture and sports I yeah so I, do that. I, like, was, I was pulling for that one yeah no i'm not gonna spend like all this money just to get kids a single soccer ball soccer balls are expensive turns out they are but you know a, a good one will last you and it's it's kids, infinite joy also the kids can't be playing soccer if they're not alive Dermot. that's where i'm putting my money well, well fair enough those kids alive <laughs> graham what have you been playing recently um I, turns out summer is where all the business is yeah we're talking about the end of the year no man it's all happening in august there's been like a couple super cool releases i picked up etrian odyssey cross on the 3ds it's japan only right now japan only yeah, i don't think it's even announced like- for a localization yet. I'm sure it will. It will, I'm sure. They brought out all of them before, right? Right, yeah, right, right. Every single one, uh, except for the Mystery Dungeon games, but those are... Maybe those did come out. I think they came out too, yeah. Actually, Mystery Dungeon yeah, came yeah, out, no, yeah. Keep, keep going, guys. Uh, so I picked that up. Uh, that is my new... It's so great to have a train game again. Right. I know that, like, you know, my stance on the Switch is that it's very much portable, but it's not a handheld. It's not really good for crowded Tokyo trains because you have to, like, flare out your elbows and stuff. Like, yeah. it's not... You know, you'd be causing problems for other people. So. Are you especially, saying especially you? You're a little I'm larger than huge, the average yeah. person. Yeah. So, but like 3ds is great. It's tiny. I can like buckle my elbows into my body and like <laughs> find a corner on the train and just like occupy that space for the time being. Right. So it's great to finally have a train game again. Uh, you're on the train for like about an hour each way, right? It, it's 30 minutes on the express, like 45 minutes on the local. Okay. So you know, I can get some good game time in. Uh, yeah. Do you find yourself making much progress in a game like that? Yeah, so I mean, Etrian for people who aren't familiar, is like a first-person dungeon crawler. Like, just think of wizardry and make it extremely anime, and you're there. Uh, and this has been going on for a long time. Now, this is actually the sixth mainline entry, because, mm. you know, one to three was on the DS, and then four and five, and now this uh, are on 3DS. But basically, you just have these labyrinths that you go through, and you start either at the bottom or at the top, and you just make your way through it. So actually, if you were just like, you jump in in the middle of a labyrinth, and just, like, start plowing through it, because the game also has the map-making mechanic, where you draw your own maps of the dungeon. Every single, like, new square that you actually, like, get to, yeah. every single bit of progress in the dungeon feels like something. So even in 30 minutes, you can make some uh, some pretty, you know, meaningful progress in that. And this, uh, the thing about Etrian Cross is that, you know, like, Monster Hunter Cross was. It's basically, they just take, it's a greatest hits game, basically. Uh, so okay. whereas the older games, you would have, like, certain classes for that game. And this mm. one is basically, like, here's every class from every game, and we're just going to throw them in here, do whatever you want. You also have the artwork for all the characters, for, like, for every single class that's ever been in the game, so you can, like, when you're making your character, select what artwork you want. Wow. Even if it's for a totally different class, 
You can be like, I'm going to make this paladin, and they're going to look like this night seeker from this version of Etrian Odyssey. Like, it's pretty weird. You get a lot of that's really cool, there, which is fun. Yeah. Is the is the is there a story in this one too, or is it? Yeah. So I mean, Etrian Odyssey has always had like pretty bare bones story. Mm. Like the the first one is basically just like here's a tree, go hang out in this tree, <laughs> and then you get to the end and like Omega spoilers, it was Shinjuku or something. Like it's post right, right, right. But then, you know, they started introducing little bits of story as they went. Uh, in this one, again, it's like they found this new uncharted land. We want to know what's over here. They get adventurers down there. And the story isn't so much like there's this overarching thing. It's more you get there and, like, the little adventures that you have. I don't remember, I think they might have added it with four or five. I think it was with a 3DS one. They have adventure episodes. Mm-hmm. Where basically you would have these big empty dungeons and you would fight monsters and FOEs in them. But they added adventure episodes, which are like if you go to a certain tile on the map, it triggers, like, a little side event. Hmm. And most of it is like told through text, where it's like you you find this weird tree. Ah. There's a hole in the tree. Do you hmm. want to leave it like the hole alone? Do you want somebody to go in it? Which person goes in it? And like you have these little events that play out within the dungeon that sort of like flesh out the experience for you. Hmm. And those are neat. And those games are always like written really well. Uh, I've only ever played them. I mean, the recent ones I've just played in Japanese, but they go for like that very Tolkien-esque, just like here's describing the environment. Right, right. So you know, it's very interesting to read, and you know, I have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but that's really, most of the story. I really need to get into that game. I mean, I own a few of them, and I've played them all a bit, but I never finished one. And I, I can't remember why. I think they get hard. They get a little overwhelming with yeah. the systems and stuff. And I think at one point that sort of threw me off. But I've always been a big fan. Like I was a huge fan of Wizardry. Like as a concept, I love Wizardry. The games were not always that great. In fact, a lot. You know, Wizardry kind of famously lived on for a while in Japan when it yeah. was totally dead in the West um, by licensing the, the brothers or whatever that started the wizardry franchise basically licensed it out to some Japanese companies. Actually, Hiroko, before 8.4, used to work on uh, for a company doing licensing work. Yeah. And she actually flew to Canada to meet the... Um, what are they called? Surtech, I guess, was was the people who made sounds, uh, sounds right. Norman Surtech or so. I forget his name. <laughs> but basically, she actually went there to meet them to do some like licensing agreements and stuff with wizardry and Japanese companies. Um, but, you know... Those games lived on in Japan, and like some of them are crap, but some of them are really good. Like the PS2 one from Atlas, um, Tale of the a, Forsaken Land, was really yeah, good. There was a PS3 one. I remember being very like painful. It was very painful. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. Xseed might have put that out, or something. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't very good, but but I mean, some of them are really good, and th- that genre to me is like super appealing. I love first-person dungeon crawlers, but but somehow Etrian Odyssey hasn't grabbed me yet. So. Etrian Odyssey, I, th- I find, like, one of the you know, the biggest draws in that... Uh, I prefer, like, the wizardry aesthetic. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of thing works more for me, but, like... Like, more dark fantasy. More dark fantasy, yeah. yeah. I mean, rather than, like, these giant, colorful anime girls. Sure, uh, for sure. But, like, the environments in Etrian Odyssey are awesome. The monster design is awesome. The music kicks ass. That's all, like, mm. a Koshiro soundtrack for every single one. Yeah. That's always fantastic. But uh, the thing is that this has, like... Atlas makes really good RPG combat. Yeah. Like, Etrian Odyssey is fantastic. Like, Shin Megami Tensei, that series has amazing combat. So if you just go in this, like, figuring out enemy weaknesses and exploiting those and creating team combinations to do the most damage that you can against foes that are way, way stronger than you, is a lot, you know, it takes a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun when you pull it off. And Hmm. so, like, that's sort of, you know, what I'm going into it to enjoy. Because also, you know, with Cross, you can pick any class from any Etrian Odyssey ever. Yeah. And it's always been, like, from the beginning, they don't tell you what to do. They don't tell you what classes you should pick or what's even a good idea. Sure. So you can just, like, have five herbalists or whatever and just, like, go screw everything <laughs> Is up. your party five people? Five or? people, Okay. Yeah, yeah mm. five is the max. Uh, but you basically just make any combination you want and then see what you can do with it. Mm. And you can make, like, a pretty standard, uh, like, you'll have a tank and DPS and healing and, and magic and so on. But you can also have, like, f- you know, five just weird subclasses. Like, I'm trying a new one this time. I've got a, a Shogun. They're not really working oh, out. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, 
figuring out good team synergy is also important. But since you can go to the guild whenever you want and just make a new character, it, like, it's not really a big deal if it doesn't mm. work out the first time. And then each one, even within a class, has multiple, like, you can allocate skill points. So you can have them do sort of whatever you want them to do. So you can have, like, a mage who is, you know... Just kind of customize your... Yeah. Has it always been that way? Or is it's that always been oh, that okay. way. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. And then, you know, eventually it opens up, like, subclassing and stuff. So there's a lot of depth there if you want it. If uh, I were going to play one of the ones that's out already, because I would play it in English, is there, like, a, a best one, like, a kind of... The good thing about Echinasi, I think, is that it's iterative in the best ways. So, I mean, the most recent one is usually the best. Probably the best one. So, I think probably, like, the, for English, I don't know if 5 is out, but 5 was the one before this. If 5 is out in English, just play 5. Okay. Uh, The localization, as I understand, has always been pretty good, too. Yeah, I know uh, our friend of the show, Nick Maragos, used to work on those games early Mm -hmm. on. He's the guy who did the Persona stuff before leaving to work at Nintendo, so I don't know who's doing it now. But I know early on, at least, it was in good hands. So, yeah, I want to check it out. I've always been, like, super fascinated by that series, and it's like, it should be the game that I'm completely fall head over heels for but i've just had trouble it's one of those yeah there's a big wall at the beginning because yeah. it's not telling you what to do and like you just run into this giant foe and it kicks your ass i think like, five well, characters okay. might have been a thing now that you mentioned it too that might have been a thing too where it's just like okay i have all this stuff to manage and i just i can't operate well when there's like multitasking i'm a very much like give me like one thing to focus on kind of guy yeah. and when there's all that stuff to do it's hard to see even this it. time like this isn't my first i like i jumped into the series with two yeah i want to jump in with one but like it didn't I don't know, it didn't make it its way up to Winnipeg, Manitoba. So by the time I actually found it, it was right next to Etronasi 2 on the shelf, so I just grabbed that. Sure. But like I've been playing this series since then, and still even with this game, it took me like an hour and a half to make a party. Because now I have every <laughs> single class to pick from. Right. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think cool, it sounds good, though. I'm having I, a lot of fun with it. You know, I've always really liked Dungeon Crawlers. Uh, you, since, I think uh, you talking about it made me... I, we talked about this a little bit last week, I think, but like I'm really craving to go back and play... Um, Arcana? Uh, no, not Arcana. <laughs> Arcana? Um, <laughs> Talking about first-person dungeon crawl. That was Super Nintendo, right? That was, yeah. yeah it was yeah. by Halkin. That's right, that's right. But it wasn't terrible, right? I mean, it was, no, it was, it was good. Yeah, I liked it was, it. yeah. yeah. Um, it's like they had to go through like two menus to get to the map, but other than that, good game. I could spend a whole episode just talking about Super Nintendo RPGs and like RPG wannabes, but maybe Also, that's... Arcana, Party of Four. If one person dies, that's not your sprite card, game over. Ugh. One character dies, game over. Anyway, yeah. No, I was going to say uh, Shining... Um, Shining. Oh, in the Holy Ark. In the Holy Ark and Shining yeah, yeah. in the Darkness. The yeah. two... The, the first Shining game and then the Saturn, the first Shining Saturn game that are like first-person RPG, you know, dungeon crawlers that I both were like... I loved them both and I didn't finish either one. And like, those are on my bucket list. Like, I have to get through those games. I played Shining in the Darkness. I did not play Shining in the Holy Ark. Is it painful to play? Like just Saturn, a lot of things is like you're just sitting there waiting for things to load a lot. I don't. It could be. I like don't Shining remember. Force three was rough. <laughs> I mean, I was. Th- this was before. You know, Shining has sort of lost its uh, luster, oh, yeah. so oh, to God. speak. Yeah, but you know, I, when it was when Shining was still an amazing thing, though, Shining Wisdom came out for Saturn two, and that was also mm-hmm. kind of disappointing. But like, I, I had still had I still had the Shining love, so I played. Yeah, it, and yeah, I, yeah. You know, I played through most of it, and like. Same thing with Shining uh, in the whole... Was it Shining in the Holy Ark? Holy Ark, yeah. So, like, I played probably halfway through, and then I was working... I started working at EGM, and then so I had, like, other stuff uh, to do, yeah, and I yeah. couldn't finish it. But, like, I, I've always wanted to go back and play that game, and, like, it is on my list. Like, if I ever, could, like, could, like, retire and just, like, stream games or something, that's, like, one of the first ones I would want to play. I think there's a real dungeon crawler itch. Like, if you get used to that, and you start enjoying that, and just, like, <laughs> I'm going to see how far I can make it in this dungeon, and then maybe... It's, like, it's always that memory of, like, trying to make it back out, in my experience. Yeah, it's like, yeah. You go in a little bit too far, like, you have no more healing items, everybody's low on MP, it's like, holy shit, can I get back, town, like, back to town to save? That's always the most exciting part for me. It's like, that I adrenaline. Think, and I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I survive? No, it's totally, it's totally a big part of it, and, it's, and I think Japanese-developed games, which are 
traditionally really good at mechanics and systems and that sort are really good for that genre. Like, not to say Western games aren't good at it. Like, I'm actually really I mean, excited about un- Underworld. What's it called? Underworld Ascension. I, I think it's the ultimate Underworld like spiritual successor, ah. which is a big Kickstarter, and it's coming soon, and it looks awesome. And like, but that's still Western, and so I actually prefer it the Japanese style where they're very much like systems oriented. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Atrian Odyssey maybe just has a little too many systems, but right at the beginning they're all front loaded. If you can get over that, it's, it's a fun time. <laughs> I never got into them personally, but uh, Persona Q. Oh yeah, has a lot of th- Persona Q. That means that wasn't that kind of based on Atrian Odyssey. yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah. engine with, like, the, with the Persona skin. Atrian Odyssey was so good they turned it into a Persona game and Strange Journey. Like there's like let's just yeah. make everything this now. Did you play that one too? Strange Persona? Journey, I did. No, Persona I did not, Q. No, I'm not a Persona guy, so I skipped uh, that okay. one. But, uh, Q2 is a thing that exists. We finally saw footage for it. Yeah, it looks nice. It looks... <laughs> Wait, it's not, it's not out yet? Or? No, no, no. It's going to be like towards the end of the year, I think. It comes out November 29th. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Another that's 3DS in game. In Japan, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That'll absolutely come to the West. Persona, nice. Persona Q was actually like the, the best ever selling game made with the Atrium Odyssey engine. Really? Like it sold much better than Atrium yeah, Odyssey. Yeah, it does. Persona, yeah. That's, that's Persona carries a lot of weight, but... Uh, sure does. I'm, I'm just glad that 3DS is still trucking along, man. What is that tree? Honestly, called in Japanese again. By the way, it's totally Sekai different. Sekai Make You. So it's like the labyrinth of the world tree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And I in, think that uh, was maybe the subtitle it... for one of them in the West. Really? Maybe. In, yeah. in Japanese, they abbreviate that as like uh, Make You. So they actually use like the letter Q. Ah. It's cute. It's cute. Is that where the Q and Persona Q comes from? Oh. Maybe. Oh, good thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, it could be. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably. Is it? Is anyone been playing anything else? You started No Man's Sky, huh? Yes, I did. Yeah, I um, I bought No Man's Sky after the last episode of the podcast and went home and played over the weekend. I started one save file in normal mode, which is with all of the foraging on and all of the story stuff. So you're pretty like encumbered early on. Mm. You can't go anywhere until you collect a certain amount of carbon and Roy shit. Roy always talks about this, fixing your ship, right? You yeah. Ship and broken, Roy is really into it. Yeah. Super tedious for me. <laughs> yeah. I, after, we talked about this a little bit the other day, but like after hearing, well, I mentioned this on the last episode, I think, but like it sounds like a very Roy style game, which oh, is yeah. just like grinding endlessly. Um, and, and, and that's his thing. He likes that sort of thing. But I do remember you talking on the podcast too, about how you were like looking for an RPG that's not grind heavy. So no. I was thinking in the back of my mind, you're not going to probably like this. And then <laughs> no. when you said that, I was like, ah, yeah, it sounds about right to me. Yeah. But I, I, the next day I came back and I started another save file in creative mode, which is where all of that stuff like doesn't really matter. And you can fly around as much as you want. Hmm. Um, it's, it's like way more free. Okay. And I visited like three different planets and, and they were that, all the same planet? No, they were okay. all visually distinct. Good. I didn't find much to do on each of them. Like, it's fun to go in and, like, find underwater caves and stuff, but there's not much it's driving you, thing, yeah. I think. Mm. Like, it's it's cool if you want to go in and be, like, a space photographer. Like, there's been a ton <laughs> of, like, really good screenshots going around. There's, a, like, a really nice resetter thread of just screenshots from No Man's Sky. Oh, nice. And they look great, but unless you have something else that you're trying to do, there's not like much to do in there i think i might come back to it every once in a while because it is super chill yeah so if i've had like a really long day and i just want to fly around in space that's nice but it got me like feeding for other space games so i went back to pray for a little bit and oh interesting it's interesting that no man's sky would take would lead you to that okay well i mean i like i like the idea of i love i love sci-fi in general sure and I like a lot of the things that they threaten to do nicely in No Man's Sky, like have actual space stations that mm. have 
some sort of level design in there that that are useful beyond just creating your character. Which, by the way, I had to look up how to do. How to <laughs> like, create your character? Yeah, like you, because you, you go. I know you have to go to the space station to create your, to customize your character, but it's not clear where you have to go in there. Hmm. <laughs> like you have to stand on a circle. Oh, I see. In yeah. the corner of one room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Game design one on one. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I played a bit of Prey, which I really like, but that's a game I play, I've been playing in short bursts, because it's really stressful. It's pretty scary, right? Like, or... Yeah, like, the, the idea of that game is that everything could be an enemy, because the main enemy is a mimic, mm. so, like, you'll, you'll turn your first-person perspective away for a second, and, like, you'll turn back, and there will be another cup where there was one cup. Oh, no. What could uh... it be? I'm well, sure it's, it's just a regular cup. It's probably just... Sometimes it's just a regular cup. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. So that was too stressful, and then I went to another space game. I started playing Tacoma from... Oh, nice. Um, yeah, from Wait, the... Wait, you must be playing that on PC then, right? No, it's on PS4. Oh, it came out on PS4. As of April, yeah. Oh, okay. It was on sale this past week, so I got it for like 10 bucks. And nice. I re- that's way more my speed. I like games like that a lot. Mm. That's from the people that made Gone Home. Yeah. And it started out as an Xbox exclusive, right? Which is why yes. I think I totally skipped over it. Yeah, it was Xbox and PC, and then it came to PS4 this year. Okay. It's great. The idea... I've only played about an hour, and I think it's like two and a half, so I'm probably about halfway through. But the idea is that you're a space, me- you're a space mechanic, like Roy likes being. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. you go to the space station Tacoma, and you early on get this piece of tech that lets you see like AR echoes. It's like augmented reality. Of Sweet. the of the the crew, the former crew that have been evacuated. Okay, so you get to just like piece together their relationships. Like they have conversations, and you can pause and rewind. Hmm. And I just listened to one where I was in like a kitchen area, but it was like an open plan place. So there was like the kitchen table, and these people were having conversation around there, and that was really interesting. It's and like then I played house. it. Yeah, oh, yes, that's probably why I like it. <laughs> 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 like I rewound it, and then I went into another room. And I could hear, like, the whispers of the conversation I just listened to, but then there were other people having another conversation. So, hmm. yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's like a interactive fly-on-the-wall situation. And I don't know how much, like, actual suspense and plot there's going to be, but there's potential for it. And I'm definitely going to keep playing it. Um, uh, that was a game that I would wanted to play really bad, so I'm glad to know it's on PS4. I might have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, I have been playing more Octopath, and it's interesting you bring up grinding, because I'm worried that I'm getting, I'm entering a grindy area. Like, I've collected all eight people, and now, like, Primrose's second chapter is level 21. I have to be, it's like, suggested level 21. Yeah. I'm now 18. Yeah, that's good enough. That's close. Apparently, Well, for you, it's probably good enough, (laughs) but, like, normal people. I mean, I'll go, but, like, Primrose is 18, and everybody below her is not even up to there. But That's, battles are fun. Like they are fun, but I think I'm going to lose. It's not about like having fun. Like I'm sure it's going to be fun either way. I'm just I, don't, I just don't think I'm strong enough. Is no, it, but is the EXP system like weighted at all? Like if you're at a lower level in a high level area and you win a battle, will it give you more experience? To oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. Well, no, no, no. I don't. It's not weighted in this. You're going to get the same amount you would have got before, but right, just but it, that it, that it amount will up. actually. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like, but yeah. So, so not it's really. Not, it's not weighted. It's not weighted. No oh, shame on them. But I mean, like you know. The battles themselves are really fun, is what mm. I what I meant. So, but I didn't mean like so. Go ahead, go charging head. But more like grinding is not that like tough because as, it actually feels good to play the battles. Right, so. as grinding goes, like it's my I guess preferred grind. 
but yeah. still, I hate grinding. <laughs> like, I want to be able to go. The, the game so far has been so smooth. Mm. I feel like the pacing has been super on point going from town to town. And now I feel like I've plateaued a little bit, and now the climb begins again. Well, aren't there side quests and stuff you could be doing, though? Isn't that generally in RPGs, like, the idea is, like, well, when it's time to level up, like, rather than just sit there and fight shit over and over again, go do some side stuff to, to you know, at least get some new story insights or maybe get some new characters or whatever, and at the same time build your levels. But is there not stuff like that you could be doing? There is, but I feel like it's not going to get me, like, the seven levels I need some of my people to be at mm. in order to to start doing this and like primrose is the lowest level 21 is the lowest recommended level yeah like for yeah. like ophelia i think is like level 27 and she's the one closest by that's 10 levels away man mm, yeah i mean it depends on your play style for me like i'm i'm i grew up on dragon quest and i love that sort of thing so grinding doesn't necessarily i mean bad, there's actually bad grinding and like I guess normal grinding. I wouldn't say there's really good grinding, but like, you know, some games do it really bad, but for the most part, like, I, I get kind of a thrill out of just leveling my character up, so I don't mind spending two hours to get stronger if I know that I'm actually going to have a, you know, the end result is going to be, I'm going to be able to do that dungeon or whatever, so. I mean, yeah, but. If you're not, if, you know, if you're not, because, dude, you got to play some RPGs, and if you're not going to be okay with grinding, there's a lot of shit you're never going to be able to play. You know that I like to take every opportunity to talk about Spicoden. Yeah. <laughs> so what that series does mm. is you have this party, you can have like 70, 80 playable characters of the 108 total. And if you go throughout the story, basically, like, if you win a battle, it will put you at whatever level you need to be at. So even if you haven't been using, like, Tuda or whoever for the entire game, you take them into the end, like, you're all the way at Lodanui or something, they will, from one battle, go from level 1 to level 60. Wait, they, like, they what? wait. They so wait it. They wait the EXP. I didn't you know that, So if you actually. have somebody who's, like, rock bottom, he's like, I want to start using this character now. Boom. Like, one or two battles, and they are where they need to be for that area. Huh. So like the, and I think That's for a more rad. recent example, I think Lost Odyssey might also do that, in a way. Oh, I but like that was that sort of, too. like, their solution to, like, having so many characters in a game that you can't keep all of them up to speed. So mm. it's just like, here you go. Maybe and I, I wish, I wish more games would do that. Uh, well, yeah, same. Yeah. And by the time y'all are hearing this, at least you and I, Graham, oh, no, all three of us, actually, will have heard Suikoden in concert because of oh, the yeah. Famitsu concert. Yeah, it's going to be... That took place that? last weekend <laughs> <laughs> that oh, we are really, going to. That? That's, That's a, a Saturday or Sunday, yeah. Sunday, okay. um, Sunday at 2, Dermot. Don't, don't miss it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where they will also be playing uh, Undertale music and uh, what else? This is Suikoden and... Um, there was some weird stuff in there. Um, Teng... Teng uh, God, I'm forgetting the Japanese name. Tengai... Makio, am I saying that right? No, it's Ten... I'm trying to remember what game it was, but yeah, it was like uh, the Far East of Eden. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tengai yeah. Makio, right? I don't or maybe I'm forgetting it was. wrong. Uh, but anyway, there's that, and then there's also... Some kind of thing, maybe? Uh, oh, Saga 3 is in there, I think? Yeah, um, Fantasy Life Online, for some reason. Roy is going to miss out. Um, <laughs> a, a variety of uh, new and old. Fantasy Star, I think, 2? An eclectic blend, an eclectic yeah. blend of RPGs. It's about, like, it's a it's a pixel celebration. It's themed on pixel, yeah, ar- yeah. Dot, dot, yeah, pixel art RPGs, basically, and yeah. it's super cool that they chose Undertale to be a part of it, so yeah, we're, we're going to check that out because obviously we're involved with Undertale, and uh, or we're going or we went. Sorry, we went. Yes, we went, and it was awesome. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, but before also, it was funny you were talking about bad grinding, and there actually is an example I can think of of good grinding, but I'll talk about that later in a segment we're going to do. <laughs> oh. There is good grinding. <laughs> okay. There is there is good grinding. Okay. <laughs> before we move on to that, John, do you want to talk about your like secondhand Breath of the Wild experience you've been having? Oh, well, no, I was just, I was thinking about that just now, but like, so my girlfriend's playing Breath of the Wild now for the first time, and it's interesting to watch, because she is a very hardcore Zelda fan, as I am, but she's also never, like, she's basically grew up on the 3D Zeldas, so like, to her, it's like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, like, all these things, but she hasn't played Breath of the Wild yet, and so watching her play it has been really interesting, because 
you've probably heard me on the podcast a couple times kind of take you know little digs at breath of the wild because i do love the game it's an amazing game but to me it's you don't love it enough i well no, it's not don't. the 100 that people say it is to me to me exactly. it's like a solid you know 92 or whatever and uh but I will say, watching her play through it, well, I, I mean, we've been he's through a, this a million he's times a review. before. He's a reviewer. He has a number to it. <laughs> I, if, it, if I were still doing EGM, it would have been a 9.5. It wouldn't have been a 10. That's like, a 95, by the way. Whatever. I don't sure. think, does EGM do like the... We only did point fives. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, but anyway, point being like, you know, but it's actually really interesting watching someone else play through it now who actually is, you know, skilled. It's not like, like she knows how to play a Zelda mm. game, but like watching her play it and like I'm actually seeing a lot of things that I didn't see when I was playing it myself because I was caught up in the minutiae i guess of playing the game and like just watching someone else play that game it's amazing it's so gorgeous and it's beautiful and it's completely made me want to go back i never finished the dlc i'm totally going back to play it now like i've it took this to kind of relight my interest in breath of the wild but Mm -hmm. reignite but like i really want to go back now and actually play it um it's just a beautiful game and like yeah so i've been watching her play it for like the last week and um i'm you know, I still have my complaints about it for sure. Like, I still wish there were real dungeons. She's playing in Japanese, which is nice too. So I'm not seeing, you know, some of the kind of iffy voice acting and and stuff like that. But um, yeah. you know, for the most part, like, it's making me really crave like a new a new Zelda. And I, I'm hoping. I mean, let's see. It's been like what two a year and a half now. We gotta get some kind of announcement on the next Zelda next year, right? Really? I mean, no. I mean, not, maybe not the next like 3D one. I'm still holding out hope that we're gonna get uh, a link, 2D link between universes oh, or whatever. I would love that too yeah. for sure. The 2D it's link between worlds is still one of the best games of all time. I think but, with how long the dev cycles are on like the 3D ones now, it would be well. That's like, a the thing premature though. Premature for them to. But I think we we right, you said you were gonna build it on Breath of the Wild. But. Exactly. I think it's like a Majora's Mask type situation where like while you wait for the next real next one right you, mm. you do something with this current engine of course you do and you do something that you could do in like a year and a half two years so i feel like we'll see that soon i hope we'll see that soon it'd be nice i mean i like it too i just don't know how feasible it is like the breath of the wild is huge it is yeah so it's not going to be a majora's mass thing where you get it in like nine or 12 months or whatever right. but i mean two years i could see happening and that, and that would be pretty much next year or so. if they can figure it out just multiplayer dlc no, I don't. Like I don't four want four links climbing, four swords, I don't, and there's like four people climbing on a rock. Face. I don't want to spend more time in that specific world. Like what my mm. my biggest disappointment with that game is that I don't really the story was kind of throwaway and not that good, and the characters were sort of eh, and like so everything else about it, the exploration, the combat, the the the, the visuals, the everything was almost perfect. I'll so, fight you on combat, but combat's great. Combat's bad. Combat's great. It's not combat's bad, bad, dude. Combat's How bad. could you say it's bad? Combat's Wait, bad. but do you think Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time have good combat? Like you're not you you think all Zelda 3D combat is bad? No, you, actually, I mean I remember Wind Waker, great combat. Wind Waker's great too. Wind Waker, Wind Waker had great combat. It's like it felt more like with the dodging that you could do in those games, mm. and like how Z tried like the backflips and shit. Like yeah. there's a lot more fun stuff that you could do to evade attacks. Like I never felt like evading attacks really worked. But of course, it's, you know it's a post Souls world. You expect a lot more <laughs> from 3D action combat. But like, did you finish Breath of the Wild? I forget. No, I did not. Oh, okay. Uh, I got through one of the what are they called? Beast guys, guardians. Yeah. One I of know. the guardians, yeah. and then uh, the second one I did the flying guy, and it was really boring. So I just gave it halfway through. Yeah, those 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 they're bad. Quote unquote dungeons they're were bad. Uh, you let down. Don't have to do them though. You see, I didn't I didn't know that. Right. So I, I could apparently just like walk right up the volcano or whatever and hit cannon. But that face, doesn't excuse but. them being bad because they kind of serve as the only real you know quote unquote dungeons in the game, and they're not good. You know, as as dungeons go, they are the bottom tier of all the three D Zelda dungeons. They're, you know they're what I mean? so unengaging that I actually stopped playing the entire game. <laughs> bottom <laughs> tier. 
That's fair. Also, they have those... They should just make a whole... The next Zelda game should just be those shrines where you tilt the switch to put balls in holes. <laughs> those are the worst, man. They're terrible, yeah. Yeah, those aren't great. Really no, fantastic idea. But it's easy to dog something that, like this. When, when something is so universally loved and amazing, it's, it's much more easy to focus on the negatives. And so, like, I kind of... Oh, yeah, no, it's a great game. I'm glad yeah. to watch her play it now because I'm seeing, oh, yeah, mm. it's just a nice refresher course that this game actually was super brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's got some flaws for me personally, but, like, on the whole... It's amazing to watch again. It's just gorgeous to play. It's gorgeous to watch, and it's just walking you know, around the world has never been so fun. And everybody yeah. I know has different play styles, yeah. like and, and her included. Like she just spent like half a day yesterday just fucking around with horses because she, you know, it's like okay, I want to find a horse that I like. I, I to me, yeah, I don't even want to spend any time with so horses. Dumb. Horse shit, yeah, <laughs> horse. It was horse shit. But like you know, but like it's interesting to see that you know there are so many different ways to approach the game too because of its open worldness and, and yep, yep. yeah, I'm just. I, wanted I think one of the bad. best things they did with that game is was actually locked behind DLC, but you could uh, you could like press a button and see your traveler's path. So like everywhere oh, yeah. you went in the past like yes. 100 hours or something. Oh, neat. Yeah. That so was could, actually a debug function for them while they were developing the game. They just used that to be able to like test the game and see, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Wait, this could be a feature in the game," and then yeah. it a feature in the game. I wish it wasn't behind DLC because I think it would help people play more of the game Keep and see more. Of like, yeah, exactly what spots on the map. Yeah, because yeah. every once in a while, I do go back to that game, and that's the first thing I do. I open the map and uh, then I press that and I been. see where it I have the been. last two hundred hours. So, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I played about 150, so I'm still okay. Wow, I'm o- I only did about 80 or 90, I think. I mean, I finished the game, and I, you know, I had about 60 something shrines under my belt. Like I, I did enough, but then when I when I you know it shows your your percentage after you mm. beat the game, it was like 15 percent or something. It was like nothing. So yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, that game and Switch, I guess, came out like right at the beginning of my spring break of senior year last year. So I actually had time, and that's nice. all I did. Nice. But speaking of Breath of the Wild Link, he is one of the new characters. Oh, we're in... moving on. Hold on. Before we move on, okay. I have two PSAs. Oh, please. Uh, the Enhanced Port of the new Saga game came out. It's oh, still yeah. still a great game. Play that. Um, <laughs> and also, I think as of the time you hear this, Fire Pro Wrestling will have come out. Oh, God, yeah. Buy that goddamn game, please. <laughs> it, this version hasn't come out, but I already know it's good. We'll talk about it for yeah, sure. We're guys, actually they were planning. We're, we should be getting copies. Well, we, we probably by the time you hear this, we have already got copies from uh, our friends at Spike Tunesoft, and um, I am super pumped for that game. And it's been way too sweet, long man. since a real Fire Pro. Play them. We will talk about that please for buy sure. That game. Mm, yes. <laughs> so that's it. We can move on. Okay. Well, yeah. Look forward to that. But for now, we have a lot of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate details yeah, to talk we about. Do. I mean, where do we even start? I guess really we'll, we'll... just stop asking him for things. He's going to do all the things. He's done all the things. You know, Waluigi's coming. There's no way that Waluigi is not a playable character in this game. Did by you the time see it comes out. the chair? Okay, that's okay. That's ridiculous. The the chair, first of all, was more green than yellow. I know. So, oh, I didn't see the chair. No, what's what's well, the so deal? in in Sakurai's studio in yeah. in the direct, there <laughs> yeah. were two chairs. Okay. In the background, <laughs> there is a purple chair next to a yellow chair. <laughs> okay, and people are speculating that he is hinting at a Waluigi Interesting. reveal. Interesting. I need to go back and see that. I didn't notice <laughs> that, but that, that's like, totally feasible. If Waluigi is playable, that'd be like such a massive. They made an assist trophy version of him, and they showed it in a previous <laughs> direct, and then they take that out and put him in as a character. Like I think he honestly just probably doesn't get why people would ever want Waluigi, no. which is fair. It's just it's about fair. it's about equality. But he is a man who listens to the people, and yeah, maybe is. maybe that ship has sailed. Maybe it has not. Uh, maybe we'll all get our was, but uh, we'll we got our was. Wario also goes wah. Yeah, Wario sucks though. Wario, <laughs> damn, damn. Anyway, so what's the news? 
Well, the direct kicked off with some character reveals. Holy shit. Badass. My, instantly, my favorite characters in Smash Brothers. Really? Like, number Same. one. Wow. Yes. Those two characters mean so much to me. Like, growing up in gaming in the era that I did, like, they are, like, super, super, super awesome Kill characters. the Delphine's back a bit. Um... You mean to explain what we're even talking about? Or? Yeah. So this trailer opened up like you got a dude in a cloak approaching a castle. Yeah. Luigi's getting his ass kicked as he usually does inside the castle. Best, yeah. best part about all this, by the way, is I missed this. Like I turned it on like three minutes. I was like, oh shit, it's eleven oh three. I'm gonna turn on the direct, and they were like already talking about the next thing. I missed it too. Like I, I like tuned in at eleven fifteen, and you can't go back on the live stream. So Not until I, it's over. So yeah, I waited until it was over, and then I watched from the beginning. But yeah, so they added Simon, Simon Belmont yep. from the Castlevania series. Into Super Smash Brothers, which unfortunately was kind of like Nintendo leaked it themselves uh, earlier in right. the day. Right. So you yeah. didn't, did you actually go in spoiler free, Dermot? I or? did. Yeah. Nice. We were, we were good to you. Yeah. You were. Thank we could have. We could have ruined it for you. <laughs> I but. cranked my Pokemon soundtrack. <laughs> Basically, they didn't. They didn't. Um, they didn't spoil Simon specifically. Just they accidentally uploaded a link to a song that was titled uh, "Bloody Tears," Bloody Tears, which is very Bloody obviously Tears. a yeah, Castlevania <laughs> thing. Uh, so everybody like went in. This everybody who was aware of that went in expecting Simon. They show you all this shit with Simon. And then fucking holy shit, it's Richter goddamn Belmont. <laughs> as yeah. well. As well. Like, as, as an echo as fighter. An echo fighter yeah. for, for Simon. And like that. What is, a great pair, though. I mean, that's just like. Shit. And it's Richter, you know, Simon being the like the original kind of main character of yeah. the Castlevania series, and then Richter being the sort of main character of Every, Castlevania. Everybody's uh, favorite, like the quote unquote most Rondo loved. Of Blood, right? Rondo, Rondo of Blood. Yeah, I should yeah, remember yeah. what it was just the, the most The most loved yeah. game in that, you know. Of that branch of the Castlevania series. Mm, yeah, it's just great. And, it's like, and it shows to me, like, I, I've always felt this, and I still do, but I think Sakurai, like... Plays games. He loves games. Loves just, games, yes. Yeah. More, more than, like, I think anyone else that I've seen as, as a Nintendo... You know, Nintendo has all these legendary developers, and this isn't a knock against them, but, like, the one thing that's really cool about Sakurai is, like, he is clearly a man like he's like down here with us like he knows exactly what everybody is playing on all the platforms right. loves everything and like that was like the perfect for yeah. me that was like perfect he had like a, a public like funeral on twitter when his original 60 gig ps3 died <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like this plays everything what am i gonna do like i lost all my ps1 data all my ps2 data but you know that guy like nintendo is an amazing company for a lot of reasons like they keep all these people employed who are not yeah always super into video games like people have these different interests that's so they can create mm. games for all sorts of people but then you have sakurai who's just like he just plays games man yep. and like when you see him like take a character from another franchise and put them in there and like as soon as i saw simon move and he had like that the chugging walk yeah yes, like, i the love walk. that i it's love like, it simon always has like this locomotion in the original <laughs> castlevania like, he's got like so that? many muscles that yeah. like he just yeah <laughs> And see, everything about that reveal was incredible. The music was incredible. Like, the way that, I mean, his move, like, this has been a thing that people wanted for a long time. They always thought, wouldn't Simon be good? Like, he has a really obvious moveset with the sub-weapons from Castlevania. Right, yeah. And, like, they're all in there exactly as you expect, and it's all, it's all perfect, man. And, like, they kept the, I'm glad they kept the Barbarian Simon, like, the original Simon, and not, like, the, the redone Kojima Simon, like, the pretty boy yeah. Simon. Or, like, the and Death I love Note. Kojima. I, I, I yeah, mean, Kojima, yeah. the, like, artist for Symphony of the Night. But, 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 yeah, that Simon is, like, a weird kind of goth Simon or something. Like, it's not the real Simon. And also, like, you know, as, like, a retro pick. I mean, they can always add costumes for him later or whatever, but sure. like having that original Simon moving the way you remember him, doing the moves you remember him doing, with a couple of Richters, which was like an interesting twist on it, is that mm. it's not like they share each other's moves. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, Simon will do Richter's uppercut, and he probably also has like Richter's slide jump thing. And they, they killed it with those two characters, man. Like, I did a total 180 on Smash Bros. Ultimate. Like, yeah, you Oh, were... yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not kidding. Like, this literally is the... I mean, not, okay, I was never, like, down on Smash. I've always loved Smash, but it's like... I loved it for the fan service, not so much the gameplay. Like, once I got the fan service all out, I was, like, done. But, like, 
this more than anything else ever has made me really excited about Smash Brothers because like I love Richter especially like that game is so important to me it's like one of my favorite games of all time it's an mm. amazing game to be able to play him in Smash Brothers is like perfect and they like when they're showing Simon they have him walk into the end of Rondo of Blood like the final stage yeah like he walks up into the castle and he's just like that's not Simon's stage but whatever go for it man <laughs> and then Dracula's sitting there and he throws his fucking wine glass and it breaks <sighs> and shit and then they, they kept them with their original lines. Like, Richter shows up and he knocks with a fireball. It's like, you don't belong in this In world. English, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Graham, you and I were talking before the Direct about, like, third-party characters that would get you to buy the game. This was it? Yeah. This was it? And Sakurai <laughs> delivered. I was just expecting Simon. Right. Like, my always, you know, I was thinking, like, an ideal, like, dream scenario is you just have, like, a Belmont character, and then you can have, like, a Simon version, and a Richter version, and a mm. Trevor version. Yeah. Like, I like Trevor. Those are, well, tre- yeah, Castlevania yeah. 3 is amazing, yeah. So, I mean, I wanted that, but, like, this is, like, it's fucking good. This is real <laughs> I'm fucking so good. excited. And the music, too, because they did talk, they spent time on the direct talking about how much music there is, like, over 900 tracks or something. Yeah. 28 hours. Yeah, 28, 28 hours of music. 28 but, like, hours of music. I, Smash Brothers has always had the most amazing remixes of uh, you know various games music because they stay true to the original compositions they don't like go off and do some weird like remix shit I mean they they are rearranging the music but they're keeping the original compositions and so this game Castlevania also has had amazing music so I whatever think, Castlevania music shows up I think the show's gonna be, gonna be like 20 between 20 and 30 tracks which is 34 uh, for Castlevania damn. yeah 34 34 Castlevania arranged, tracks arranged and original because they also include like the uh, 34 I missed this 34 part. Castlevania yeah. tracks holy yeah. shit yeah man so not all arranged they're also gonna include like some of the original like yeah sure tunes in there but I yeah, see that's I just, see that's oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man because that series has amazing music yes and just like I miss Castlevania man I really hope Bloodstained works out <laughs> I'm, yeah yeah no kidding I'm definitely giving this like like th- this has put Smash Brothers up a whole like notch for me I'm super and it, super like it's not now. just these two it's like all the you know things in the periphery it's like you have the wolf dude just jumps through the mirror from Rondo Blood he's like hey guys what's <laughs> yeah, going on yeah all the chat? enemies yeah. yeah like Frankenstein and shit and like I love that Luigi. picture. I love that image of him drinking the fire, the holy water with Link drinking the milk. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Other. And like even just like that animated cutscene of what was I assume has to be like whatever the subspace emissary mode is in this game. Yeah. Of Luigi being terrorized by a fucking <laughs> right, Medusa head. It was a Medusa head. Like the Medusa head cheer- chased him away, then the Grim Reaper got him. <laughs> yeah. Death got him. Man. Super brutal, by the way. Super brutal. Luigi got owned <laughs> as he always does. That's, yeah. a, that's his job. Yeah. Well. And they're showing, like, all these, all these like, enemies, like, this one is going to show up, Frankenstein's here, and, like, the wolf dude is here, and they showed one of the silhouette, and it just had question marks. Yeah. And yeah. the silhouette was very obviously Kid Dracula. It's super clearly Kid Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't wait I, for this I show. love, I think, you know, it's really nice, too, how Sakurai is, like, there's no, there's almost literally no other way to, to keep the spirit of Castlevania. Like, Castlevania is essentially dead, It's right? gone, yeah. Like... Got that but, amazing uh, mobile game coming out, Grimoire uh, of Souls, mm, what it was called. Yeah, like excited. for all intents and purposes, it's gone. But but yet yet he's found a way to keep it alive in a way that actually is meaningful to fans. And like I love that. And that's you were getting a lot of that in Smash Brothers. I feel like so now it's like what else are they gonna give us that that's, we don't I mean, have that's yet? His, that's that's his thing. That's like, how it was with, with Mega Man. Yeah, with Mega Man, yeah. exactly. The Wii U version, and then like suddenly, you know, Capcom put out all these yeah. collections. They're yeah. doing yes. amazingly well. So do you I, think d- I don't know that Konami has the wherewithal to even actually bring Castlevania back in any good way. But at least with Mega Man, you know, like there's there's Capcom has a lot of talented developers who can do that series justice. So there's a chance for it to survive. And also, I mean, like yeah, I remember Konami announced they were like looking for development partners for things. But yeah. then also like Bomberman R on Switch, like, right? It sold a million copies. That yeah, and it's and coming to like, other platforms now. I think I think it's already out. Maybe but, like. 
people like your games. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, 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 Konami, if Konami could get, you know, Konami Japan at least could put their ego aside and, and the sort of political bullshit aside, like, the best possible thing they could do for Castlevania is hire Iga as, like, a, as like sure. a Iga's company to make, right. like, a new Castlevania, you know? But, or, I mean, was it M2 who made Castlevania Rebirth on Wii? Like yeah, that? but Iga worked on that, too. Yeah, but it's just like, just yeah. get those fucking guys back, man. Yeah. <laughs> make a goddamn yeah. game. But anyway, so that was, that was... Uh, that was the big news. And that was super exciting. amazing. And then it didn't stop. No, and it didn't the stop. The went on for like another 30 minutes after that. Yeah, it was almost like like a part two of their E3 Direct. Yeah. Where they just kept telling us things. And it was all good news. I mean, it's really the like the everyone is here ethos yes. that he had for the characters. Like, everything from every single game and also everything you've ever asked for. We just went ahead and put it in there. Like, do you have an itemized list there? Like, what came after... Yeah, I have everything Simon, here. What came after Simon and Richter? Well, so, after Simon and Richter, they talked about some Echo characters. Echo, Echo fighters. Right! Um, they introduced more Echo fighters. Yeah, we got uh, Dark, Dark Samus, Samus. Yeah, that was cool. Which is... Dark Samus looks hella sick. Yeah. Like, all the animations they were yes. showing, amazing. Uh, the ways, like, the variations on her moveset that mm-hmm. they showed were mm-hmm. super cool as well. I don't, I don't really care at all about Metro Prime 2, but that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing the music, too. Yeah. Just... And Krom... Is based Krom off is, of Roy. So this is weird. Wait, he's yeah. not based off of okay, Lucina? So they, they keep well, a character list on their website. And yes. so they list the echoes for each character. And so yeah. now Marth has one echo. Which is Lucina. That's Lucina. Well, that makes sense. And then Roy has one echo, who is Krom. Okay. But also Krom very obviously has like Ike's moves, because his up B is very much Ike's up B. And I like that we're retconning that like Roy isn't also a Marth clone. Yeah, because <laughs> really, Marth has three clones. <laughs> yeah, maybe they maybe they're having to sort of s- spread those characters out to be a little more unique this time. Because I think they of... knew it would look ridiculous if they had Marth and then like here's Echo One, yeah. and Echo Two, and Echo Three. <laughs> sure, but, but if it's... you remember when when they announced when the what was the first Smash Brothers at Lucina was just the last one was yeah, it was with you. It was yeah, it was like. At the time, everybody wanted Krom and didn't get him and got Lucina. Not that Lucina's bad. Lucina's great. But, I mean, people were like, Krom, Krom, Krom. And then Krom was like a, he was a assist character or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and that's it. So, it's, I'm Lucina's happy I to see. I think he was just in Lucina's he, final smash. I think he was an assist character. Well, I, I don't know. I can't. I remember the I, final smash. I could be wrong. But I just remember at the time, like, you know, being disappointed. Because, you know, we worked on Awakening. And, like, you know, it was like... And I knew Matt, Matt the voice actor for Krom, was like being coy about something and I was like oh maybe he's in Smash or whatever but it turns out it was just an assist thing so it's awesome that it's now actually like a real yeah I mean I kind of like that they went with Lucina last time around but I love Lucina I mean the character's great Uh, but I mean I'm sure everybody's happy to have yet another Fire Emblem character yet another Blue Hair Swordsman (laughs) yeah give us Lin give us I mean I don't know there's all sorts of other cool characters Hector Oh yeah, I mean, oh, that would be dope. Well, Sa- Sakurai is known as a in Japan anyway. He's known as actually a, he's a huge Fire Emblem yeah. fan. Like oh, so, no, no way. <laughs> yeah, well you know, I mean like he actually you know I went to a couple I went to a Fire Emblem concert and I remember like he was actually the guy who came in and did like the sort of like he was the MC because he just loves mm. Fire Emblem so much. So, like it's not surprising there's so many Fire Emblem characters, but I'm glad that it's these characters because we obviously have a connection to them and I I love that game even regardless of our involvement with it I love that game so I'm glad to see more yeah same here yeah well so Doug Samus was formerly an assist trophy and we talked about or they showed us rather more assist trophies afterwards we got zero from Mega Man X man these assist trophies yeah they're good (sighs) yeah so we have zero we have zero awesome that's pretty sweet yep so, uh, some sweet Mega Man X music playing during this whole segment, yeah, by the way. Hell yeah. Hell yes. Right. That yeah. Was, that, was, that was a bit weird. Uh, Alucard? Alucard, yeah. Yeah. Alucard is in there. He's got like all of his things that you would expect him to have. Yeah. Turns into mist and shit. Is it Symphony awesome. of the Night Alucard? Symphony of the Night yeah, Alucard. Okay. Sure is. Yeah, yeah. Knuckles? Knuckles? Well, we knew Knuckles. about, but yeah. Knuckles, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Moon? 
The from moon, Majora's that, Mask. That was like one of the highlights of the direct for me. The <laughs> yeah. moon just being this ridiculous sister <laughs> that just smashes into the stage. Yep, it's awesome. That was good. That Amazing. was real good. I think Gray Fox from Metal He Gear? was already in Brawl, but yeah. Yeah, but, it, yeah, but he's back. Bringing him back? That's cool. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rathalos. Okay. That was a little weird. That was weird. Yeah. And, and you know, Definitely us weird. being the champions of Monster Hunter, like we love Monster Hunter, don't get me wrong, but like, Rathalos? That doesn't that seem like a That was super weird to me. Yeah, it just came yeah. out of nowhere. I would rather have the cats or something. Like, give me like a, a, yeah. a, a palico. They, they could be in there too. Maybe. Yeah. See, this is it's very weird. Also, in that this is a, it's just Rathalos. Right. I guess they needed character. something to go against Ridley. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's, it's, it means that there, there's something else coming. It's not unprecedented though, because they have just Bomberman as an assist trophy, and people want Bomberman as a character. Yeah, but Bomberman is, you know, the main character of his thing. Well, yeah, but and I mean, in cool. like well, Rathalos, <laughs> you know, you would well, then, expect a hunter, and then, also, I mean, they have had this connection. Like the Wii U one had those DLC costumes. Right. And the Rathalos armor character was one of the costumes that you could download. So clearly there was like this, he wanted something in there. So maybe there's something else coming, maybe there isn't. Well, maybe. sure, I mean, worldwide too, like, Monster, as a represent, representative of Monster Hunter, it's basically Rathalos, right? But I think what that says to me, though, is that if you're going to include that, you're really going, I mean, they're calling it Ultimate in English, you're really going for, like, every major, you know, at least Japanese franchise, which means Dragon Quest something has to be coming. I don't know what it would be necessarily. I I think they gotta have something Dragon Quest related in there. I don't know about that, man. You can't put Monster Hunter and like, why would you put Monster Hunter in there and not have Dragon Quest as a... Put in like a a slime? Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I don't know what. That would be okay. I I mean, Graham and I I were talking about this a little bit. Like, you, you risk almost like diluting how cool Smash Brothers is jumping you, the shark by putting in like, too many yeah well yeah, no, I, see, I feel like Rathalos is one of those things where it's like eh, maybe you don't want that in there I don't know if that's like a total plus for the product but I also felt like the same way about Bayonetta like I don't feel like Bayonetta fits in that game Bayonetta is like right on the fringe I think yeah, as, and, and, as Bayonetta is, is a combat you know focused character you know which makes sense in that sense yeah, sure when I mean, you put it when you put her in that cast of characters it's like yeah. There are even some Nintendo characters that I feel kind of about, but like. Well, so they did say that Rathalos is both an assist trophy and a boss, a character, boss character, which implies that there is a Monster Hunter stage. Yeah. Well, see, they showed him in some kind of like grassland, right? Or I guess her, because Rathalos are female. No, Rathalos is a male. Rathalos is a male. So Rathian is that one. That one. Yeah, they showed it like in this weird area that you've never seen before. Yeah. There's no platforms. There's only one character on the screen. Yeah. Which is only ever possible in like an adventure mode. That's not possible in any other mode, really. Uh, so it seems like they are very strongly hinting at some kind of adventure component to the game. Mm-hmm. And there's also the one thing on the main menu that they showed at the end that was blanked out. Yeah, so which like, somebody online actually did some like Photoshop on and uh, interpreted they, it. it and says, they zoomed and enhanced? Yeah, yeah. they did pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently the edit wasn't great on it, so you could because it cuts off at the bottom of the screen, mm. so then the pixelization kind of cuts out as well. Apparently it says spirit. Oh. And it says the same in Japanese in katakana. Where is this? In what part? So at the end of towards the end of the direct, they showed the main menu. Yeah, and in the bottom. Oh, left that thing. Quadrant, yeah, the picture, yeah. the thing that was like mosaiced out. Yeah, 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 right. Spirit. Spirit. I mean, that Spirit. makes one thing that did announce the game is that you start you when you start the game, you only have the original eight. Yeah. Right. So I mean, basically, like if there's some mode you have to go through to get all the other characters reclaiming their spirits, we just saw Luigi's spirit get fucking owned by death. So huh. yes, interesting. Maybe you're going to reclaim the spirits of the other toys. Right, and and Ridley's reveal trail was kind of in the same. Where he owned Vain, Mario and Mega yeah. Man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also... So you have the bad guys going around claiming souls. King K. Rule owned DDD, but DDD's also a villain. I don't know, we'll figure it out later. But yeah, <laughs> well, just some kind of adventure thing. Since you mentioned the King K. Rule, like, Yeah, let's King just... K. Rule was... They bookended, oh, right. they bookended the direct with character announcements. 
King K. Rool can the very end. It couldn't be a perfect direct, okay? You had to have something in there that was <laughs> A lot just, of people are happy about it. Personally, oh, who's happy about King it? King K. Rool has... I know like, you're happy about everything, so don't say you. So, personally, I, no. I actually don't care for the I Donkey Kong Country shit. games, and okay. but King, I'm like, I'm happy for the people that are happy, you know? But who are those people, and should we respect them? Rool, I don't know. <laughs> we, Question number two, absolutely not. Those people are awful. But King K. Rool has like, consistently been one of the most requested characters. Really? Like, since Melee. Oh, but yeah. But it almost looked to me, and this, this like, made me just reading. I, I, yeah, it looked like it was like, we're going to make him look as plastic and, like, you know, SGI garbage as we can. That's be- him being legit to the game. Yeah, well, <laughs> King K. Rool has always but it looked almost like seems shit. like Japan is like, hey, we're kind of secretly making fun of you because you like King K. Rool. Uh, it's like... Well, yeah, I mean, so I, I read online that... Uh, Sakura actually does the voice for King Dedede? Yes, he does. Yeah, and so in that trailer, he, like, fakes everybody out. Right. And then he laughs. So that's like Sakura laughing at everybody. I guess so. Don't read that much into it. I don't know, man. I'm reading into it. (laughs) But yeah, that was was a weird... I mean, it really just seems like he... Because they've done multiple polls. Yeah. Like, other fans, like, what characters do you want to see in this game? And they're just basically going down the list. Have you seen the Japan polls? Sans. Number seven. Sans was number seven. Yeah, yeah, I don't. That wasn't like, but it's like there's all sorts of like weird shit in there, and they're doing all of it. Because I remember like yeah. in the previous polls before Wii U, like Bayonetta was way up there, Cloud was way up there. It's like fine, sure, sure. Yeah, it just does. It's like <laughs> all right, he's not worried about it anymore. He'll just do whatever you tell him to do. But King K. Rule is like I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I look. I understand. There's probably some group of people out there who are really excited about that. But but it is certainly it is as far from my like universe as possible. I don't care. And like I like I, I tweeted about this last week too but like if that's the case like give me wart from super mario 2 if you're gonna give me an ugly yeah. green sludgy yeah. thing at least give me a character that actually means something <laughs> even to me. if you like donkey kong country and that's fine but like even if the character is like king k Rool looks like shit it's just a shit i know it's a character. terrible design like it the other ones are, are chill objectively man. yeah just, just, he looks yeah. fun to play though i like his belly like moves i like that his belly is his weapon you know he jumps into people belly out <laughs> Because that's all he's got. He's got no personality. He's got a no gun. Design. Uh, he's got a gun. Does it's he? okay though. You yeah, know, yeah, no, he has like a, a blunderbuss. Oh right, know. right, right. But yeah, no, that was that was uh, too bad. But yeah, <laughs> there's all sorts of other cool stuff. But in that the direction. rest, yeah, there's yeah, like one, one minor, you know, down, you know, downer and a lot of ups. One more really really cool assist trophy was Shovel Knight. Oh yes, yeah. that's super awesome. Yeah, congrats to our friends at Yacht Club Games. That's amazing. And yeah, it's been really cool to see them on Twitter in like the wake of that announcement, just being like super happy about all of that. And apparently, they were like really concerned that it was going to leak. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah, they didn't even tell us. I mean, we 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 are the people who put Shovel Knight out in Japan, and we didn't even know. So like, they were really careful not to let that information out, which is cool. And they even like they were like they like as soon as it came out they're like we're sorry we couldn't tell you about it yeah. like no that's amazing <laughs> like we because you know the last shovel uh, the last Smash Brothers rather Shovel Knight was one of the characters that a lot of people were like being right. really loud about wanting in the game and it never happened so super cool I like their like their first tweet after the announcement happened it was like this is the best day ever <laughs> ellipses Simon and Richter yeah. Smash <laughs> yes. yeah that was awesome <laughs> do you think this opens the floodgates for more Indie or at least Western third-party characters to make it into Smash. Are they the first Western character? So Western indie character? To, they must be, huh? So I in, in Wii so. U, there That's was awesome. a trophy of the runner. Oh really? From the yes. right. bit trip run or yeah. whatever right. the game is called. That's yeah. some trivia right there, man. I had no idea. There was about a trophy that. of all runner right. in that last game, and I think that's all. I think okay. it is but all. But like, if even if that did open some kind of door, like, what do you want? Like for in in you know in my head canon of video games. 
Shovel Knight is really the only kind of indie character I can think of that deserves this distinction. I like, pretty much agree, yeah. Like, who else? I can't think of any, like, single character. No. there's no, There's been nothing that's had like, the Shovel same... Knight's fucking badass. It had this impact. Like, it's everything you remember about the games that you love. And, like, it opened the doors to so many other indies to do stuff. It's Absolutely. Like, it's like the original, like, Kickstarter success. Like, it's so many things that other indie games just aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's already been shown in the fact that it has its own amiibo line. You know, yeah, it is yeah. the only indie, I guess you can call it a series, because they keep releasing all these DLCs, that that has that kind of like, clout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm if if you have something, I mean, I can't really think of. No, I don't. Like, I mean, you, like Shovel Knight has shown up in all sorts of other like third party crossovers. Has, yeah, but Road Redemption. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> a biker in Road Redemption. That was pretty. Then Runbow as well. Um, Isn't that new fighting game by Nicholas? Yeah, Blade Strangers, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah he's he, like he's, he gets really buff in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Really happy for Yacht Club. Great guys yes. over there. Um, let's talk stages. Are we going to talk about that before or after items? Did you skip items? Items in general, kind of a letdown, except for the Ramblin' Mushroom from Earthbound. Oh, that was cool. I was surprised to see that. Yeah, and yeah. It, it and spores get on them, and it reverses, reverses their, the controls. Their inputs, man, too good. But yeah, stages. Well, yeah, we, we can talk items since we're here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Items did come later. Okay. Oh, sorry. I think at least on my list. Sorry about that. Um, we got the the banana that doubles as the the one shot gun. Right. What is that? That was weird. What, what did I just <laughs> like a reference? I mean, I get it, but like, why? Is it, I, is it the whole like? It's not the well, see, Donkey Kong sixty four thing or whatever, right? No, that was a coconut gun. That was a coconut gun. It fires and bursts. Fires, yeah. <laughs> but hurts you. I mean, if it shoots, if it, if he shoots you, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I think maybe the the thing is when I was imagining like when you pick it up, you don't know what it is either. Right, because if you, when you pick up the item, it still looks like a banana, and then you try to throw it. Also, like there could be a dud so. one. Oh, okay, sure. I don't know. This one I didn't totally get. Yeah, yeah. Neat. The banana has been in other Smash games, right? But it just didn't, the banana it didn't yeah, shoot. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You just tripped on it. Right. Yeah. Other items though, the Killing Edge from Fire Emblem. That was cool. That's really dope. And and, and it's interesting. Like when I saw that, I just I was thinking like, wow, you know, that was one of those uh, instances of like I think amazing localization by the old the original Fire Emblem guys who called that weapon what they called it but it seems almost out of place in Smash Brothers because it's such a like it's, it's, there's no nonsense name it's the killing edge like yeah. this, that thing is meant to murder people and right, it's well, like now it's an item in Smash Brothers Death's I love Scythe it. is in there as well which is mm, cool. on like, like the same plane I like they called uh, they didn't go like boomerang with the cross they called it the cross for Castlevania yeah, yeah. Uh, which is cool it's very modern Nintendo I like the scythe, yeah. Like, if they're a high enough percentage, just straight up. <laughs> just them from them. the world. Yeah. <laughs> they just disappear. <laughs> Amazing. Any other items that caught your eye? Just the mushroom, man. Yeah, the, the mushroom, man's cool. Ramblin' mushroom, Ramblin mushroom. That's, that's, that's great. Dope. That's dope. But stages, though. 103 yes. total stages now. That's, that is pretty it's insane. more stages than I need, really. <laughs> are there any left out? Like, that's what I want to know. It's unclear. Like, there are stages that I think are unaccounted for. Yeah. But... Like, terrible stages. <laughs> like, that electroplankton <laughs> stage in Brawl. Like, that was a terrible stage. Ah, uh, yeah. Bring that shit back. That Donkey Kong one, the arcade Donkey Kong one in, in Wii U. Right. That's terrible. Bring that back. It's like, they yeah. have all these... This franchise has so many, like, terrible stages. I want to know which of those they cut, if any. <laughs> it had... They did start to answer some questions, though. Like, they showed the Game Boy stage from Super Smash Bros. for 3DS. Mm-hmm. So... And Magicant. Yes, and Magicant Magic as well. is in. Yes. Yeah. Um, With the Flying Man. Only new stage they showed was New Donk City, I think. Hell yeah. Which looks like it's just Delfino Plaza, but you're in New Donk City. Right. And yeah, that was strange. And there's it, some mm. sort of, like, minigame-esque thing where you can touch all of the musicians, musicians yeah. and it plays the song, which is pretty cool. It's pretty fun, yeah. At, Why not? It feels a little disappointing for an Odyssey stage. What else was it going to be? 
I just don't. I don't the know. Dark if I... Souls stage. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Do you think we'll see a Dark Souls assist trophy? No. <laughs> All right. No. Well. Uh, Founder of Dreams, though. Yes, I love Founder of Dreams. Glad yes. to see that back. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people happy to see those melee stages come back. Hell yeah! Very cool to see the N sixty four stages are still in their polygonal style for nostalgia. I love that. I love that they made a point of doing that. Yeah, like they're like for the melee and onwards, we're actually gonna like jigger, rejigger these stages right. a little bit for balance purposes. But for N sixty four, here's the janky shit you love and remember. It's like just here it is. I want a Turok assist trophy. I want a assist trophy of that kid that got named Turok to win that contest. <laughs> Did they? <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Somebody need to follow up on that. I remember the contest, but I don't know ever what happened to that, kid. that kid. Did he yeah. keep his name or what? <laughs> Turok Johnson. <laughs> so afterwards, they talked about music, which we already covered. Oh, but actually, a little more on stages. Oh, yeah. There are 103, but also each one has a final destination and a battlefield version. Right, which they talked about at E3. Yeah, but also in this one now, you can actually turn off stage hazards. Yes, you that is great. Up. So if you don't like the Yellow Devil, because nobody Fuck the nobody Yellow does Devil, and nobody man. ever has, no. you can just turn them off. Yeah. So if like a stage has, if you enjoy how the stage is laid out and how it plays, but you hate all this bullshit that comes yeah, with yeah. it, you can just turn it off. They also had morphing stages, right? Yeah. yeah. So stage morph is cool. That is super cool. <laughs> I loved how much like the frame rate chugged when it was making yep. the transition, but... <laughs> uh, you can pick any two stages and be like, I want to morph between these two mid-battle, and like that is pretty sick. Yeah. Cool. That's very cool. It's going to add another layer of chaos. When you can switch from electroplankton to that shitty donkey gun stage. <laughs> you have the worst of the worst of the worst. That's right. <laughs> so, John, you're a Pokemon guy, at least as of Oh, late. bring back Poke Floats. They need to bring back Poke Truth. Floats. I love Poke Floats. Yeah. Dude, I've always been a Pokemon guy. I've been a Pokemon guy since day one. The Poke Floats. Specifically, the melee stage that's just like, you know how they have the trophies in melee? Mm-hmm. Where they mm-hmm. made a whole stage of just enlarging the trophies and moving yeah. around stage? You got I want that back. Yeah. <laughs> I want that back, Psyduck. <laughs> Yeah, so they dedicated a whole segment after music to talk about the new Pokemon that are going to be showing up as, you know, Pokemon you can summon by throwing Pokeballs in-game. Got Alolan Executor. I don't... I didn't really understand any of them, except Ditto was cool. Ditto is really cool. Ditto was very cool. It becomes almost like an assist trophy. Yeah, yeah. So whoever... Whatever character picks up the ball and throws it, Ditto comes out and becomes that character. And yeah. And like, acts as an assist trophy and, like, jumps around and fucks it up. It's pretty huh. sweet. That is really, really cool. Um, that's probably the coolest one that they show. The Abra one was interesting in that. Abra just... did look like a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Abra just like, he makes this portal. He walks, he hovers above you, then he makes this portal. Then he just like drops you somewhere on the stage. Yeah. He makes another portal. Someone's like, here you go. <laughs> he seemed like a dick. I like him. Yeah, that stuff is cool. Um, then they talked about classic mode. What was that? I think I missed this part. Classic mode. Classic mode is in like the single player mode where you go through and each character has a specific set of challenges unique to them. I missed that too. Really? I guess I just slept through it. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, so if you think back to Melee... Yeah, 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 It had adventure mode. Right. Yeah. And classic mode is without all of the platforming stages, but you just oh, go through... I love the platforming stages. I don't know if those are going to make a comeback, too. It's right, possible. I like. I also like those. And like the target test. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the first they've talked about single player, and I really hope that it's not the only single player offering Well, no, we mean they... there's going to be the, whatever this story thing is. Perhaps there's going to be a story thing. Yeah, I mean, the, well, they, there should be. Yeah, yeah. So there should be, this... be. They are giving us everything else. <laughs> Actually, I remember there was a, like is, melee had two single player modes. It did have like a classic mode. It's like an arcade version and adventure. Like you, yeah, and adventure. The so classic is what I'm talking about. So is it just like it's like arcade mode in a fighting game? You just fight person after person after person. Yeah, and and what's well, not necessarily person after person? It's challenge after challenge. Like. What Yo- kind of challenges are there then? Well, so like in in melee, there was one where it was like defeat all the Yoshi's, and it was like a, a flood of Yoshi's. Much like multi-man melee, where they don't uh, take yeah, much see, damage see, see, to see, dispose. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Multi-man was cool. 
Yes. I'm sure Home Run Contest will be in there. <laughs> I'm sure all the staples will be in there. Like, has Home Run Contest ever left? I don't think so. But they did show training, which oh, is, yeah. like, much more robust training than it has any right to be. Sick. Holy smokes. <laughs> they put everything in there. Yeah, they did. Like, trajectories and stuff? Like, yes. this is how much they would fly at. This percentage, this percentage, this percentage. They got, like, the grid so you can see how far things go. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, he's yeah. really going all out to please, like, every single, you know, segment of the player base. Right. Has. I can see myself spending a lot of time in training mode because it feels like it's going to be really user-friendly. Uh, beyond that, though, the new modes, uh, Smashdown. Smashdown. You guys hear about this mode? Where <laughs> it doesn't let players select, the, select any character that's been selected. Oh, that, oh, I lo- that was interesting. Yeah. Cool I idea. like that idea. That's yeah. a cool idea in general. Like, in any game, any fighting game should have that as an actual mode. That's pretty cool. Yeah, this whole Direct was full of interesting customization options like that, I think. Like, the option to set stock as your default. Yeah, game mode. Just, like, like have that always be a thing. Yeah, yeah, or like letting the loser pick the stage. Yeah, just if there's a way you want to tweak your Smash experience, they're giving you that option. Uh, and you pick stages first now. You can. I or was that was that mandatory or was it? You, I mean, knowing them, that you can probably switch it. Yeah, but it sounded like it was something yeah, you do first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then beyond, your characters based on the stage. It's another cool idea. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, tournament mode yep. making a comeback. Yeah, yeah, and setting up the brackets as, as you like and everything. That's yes, awesome. that is one of my like most one of my fondest memories from Melee is tournament mode, like just playing on my own in my basement, like setting up a sixty-four <laughs> person Melee tournament, watching computers and play then computers. <laughs> basically, or like sometimes I give myself multiple people and like end up playing myself in the final. Mm. Oh, wow, was, yeah, and winning obviously. Uh, beyond that, though, were there any new modes? I don't think so. No, I mean, that's fine. What about a sm- Final Smash meter? How do you feel about that, Graham? Oh, that's cool. And is it like a weaker version of your Final Smash? Yeah. It's pretty it's neat. Yeah. It's neat. It's like a super meter. It's cool. and, you, and you can probably turn it off. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, it sounded like you could. You have one or the other. Oh, right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. This has to be the last Smash Brothers. Like, where do you go from here? Like, Well, some people have been talking about that. I feel like you can't retire the franchise, but you can let Sakurai retire. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, where do you go? This forever. Who could ever yeah. do more than this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got to just, from now on, it has to just be like a living, breathing extension of this current game. I feel like you can't do more than this. There's it's, nothing else to do. Like, he's doing everything. That's, I mean, that's probably ideal. It becomes a game it's, as a service as a at that point, you know, which is fine. Basically, yeah. It's nice. It's coming out right at the beginning of the Switch's life cycle. Well, it's not quite the beginning anymore. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're assuming in. that this life cycle is going to be very long, and that's probably true. And therefore, it's early-ish. But I mean, it's been out. It's almost two years now. I mean, come on. Uh, year, it'll be a year and a half. It'll be a year and a half. <laughs> at least a year and a half. That's not. That's not a short amount of time, dude. What? <laughs> yeah, it is. How long was the Wii U on the market before we got Smash Brothers Wii U? Like, how long was the Wii U on the market? Period, man. It's like a year and a half. Two I'm years. saying it came out at the end of the life cycle. Yeah. Well, okay. Relatively speaking, speaking, speaking. Relatively speaking, it's early-ish, but it's yeah, it's still not like Switch is. You know, got a couple years before we have to have Switch Two or something. Well, so Switch DX. I do want to ask you now that we that now that you're feeling a little better about Smash, are you thinking that Nintendo's holiday? Is going to be better off? You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. Well, I mean, John and Mark were both notoriously hard on Nintendo's like holidays prospects because they only have Smash and Pokemon, which I maintain is like the best possible. Yeah, holiday. I, first of all, I wasn't hard on that. Like to me, that's that's okay. But but I do think that is the case. I do think it's like much. They have much less of a variety or diverse lineup than they did last year. But I mean, 
maybe that's fine. Maybe that's what they obviously think at least 90% of the audience cares about Smash Brothers because that Nintendo E3 Direct was like all Smash Brothers. So mm. they're right. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Right. Well, so that's the end of the Direct, but I have a couple questions for you guys as far as what you think that hidden menu item is going to be. It's Subspace Emissary. Right, but do you Whatever want a Subspace Emissary no, or would you change it at all? Uh, I want Melee Adventure Mode. I want to jump on Goombas. That's all I want. That's I all think, you want? All I, I think want. as the ultimate version of Smash, mm. you're going to be able to play every previous version of Smash. Wow. Like, perfectly emulated in this version. But why? Nobody wants to play Brawl. Why not? <laughs> Speaking of emulation, though, what do we think about the Masterpiece mode that showed up in Brawl and Smash Wii U? Oh, where you play demos of games? Yeah, you play like a mm. you play like a three minutes of the classic games. Yeah. But I, never, it was, I never played those. Well... I didn't really play them either because I had most of those games or I had played them recently, but it was interesting because it linked directly to the eShop. Uh, so you could only play games that were on the eShop, and uh, when the Wii U version launched, they didn't have N64 games. Yeah. So it was like only NES through SNES. Sure. So if they're going to put that in this game, and you would think that they would... Don't, don't put it in. <laughs> I want it. I don't think you need I mean, it. I want it too. I like it because it, it aids in discoverability. Like, people are coming into Smash... And falling in love with these characters, and they want to know where they've come from. That's what brought Fire Emblem to the West. Right. <laughs> My question, though, is that because this game is going to come out in December, between now and then, do you think we'll see some sort of virtual console show up on Switch? Like, obviously not branded virtual console, because they said that that is not coming. But mm. the online, the paid online service starts in September. As do the games that come along with that. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that means for Masterpiece mode in this game? Nothing. I don't think it's going to be in there. Really? That's my guess. Yeah, I think it's not going to be in there. It's just too many characters. Their online system, I don't think it's going to be set up to that point where they can accommodate that. It's just, it's a lot of work. Just cut that. I mean, if they're going to cut one thing, I guess you can cut that. Ideally, though, ideally, wouldn't it be nice to have all of those games represented? Mm, It's fine. <laughs> well, all right. I mean, that, yeah, that's my take. The guy I'm... who never played in the previous <laughs> games, like it doesn't matter to me, and I don't think you need it. But well, listeners, let me know personally, I guess, <laughs> what you think about that because it's something I want to talk about. Um, anything else you guys want to cover on Smash? I mean, no, I think we've we've gone way beyond. I think what we even expected, which is fine. It's great, yeah. but we don't even have a whole lot of time left to talk no. about stuff we were going to talk about. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to trim this down to some degree but we were thinking about talking about summer break right because it is summer break here that's right well <laughs> yeah it's summer so break for, a lot of kids are on, on break for like a quick cultural lesson here in yeah. summer we have Obon, teach us senpai which is basically the the ghosts of everybody's ancestors are in town so everybody just like takes a few days off to you know celebrate being murdered by the japanese sun in august uh yeah and so we just you know chill for a while uh and so we were going to talk about it's a week-long holiday. Week-long holiday. More or less. I mean, yeah. it's technically three days, but everybody, including us, takes the whole week off uh, to, you know, just recharge. Just suffer. Just suffer basically. in August. Yeah. Recharge. <laughs> um, and so we were thinking, the idea was that we were talking about summer gaming memories, was it? Yeah. Of, you know, of, of, of summer's past. Okay. Well, there's this thing in Japan, at least, you know, we talked about this slightly at the beginning of the episode, but like, I mean, you know... We don't have, like, a Black Friday here for, like, big releases, right? But we do have, we have the end of March, which is really just the end of the fiscal year, which, like, is basically driven by, like, the stock market. But, like, there's the end of March, and then there's, like, August. And, like, August is where a lot of big games come out because 
there's going to be this break that everybody has, and then people are going to play games on that break, right? That's kind of just the natural assumption. And so it's sort of like thinking of that and what's going on here with Oban. It's like, oh, well, it's like a time that people are going to stop and just play games on their break. And mm. like we were thinking about talking about this. I don't know how far we're going to be able to get into this. We don't have a lot of time left. But, um, you know, summer break is like a thing here. Like, what are you guys going to do on your breaks next week? Are you going to play games? I'm absolutely gonna play games. What are you gonna play? You gonna finish Octopath Traveler? Um, I am until it starts fighting back too much. Like, I don't want to become frustrated during my break. You feel me? So if if I get to the point <laughs> where where Octopath because grinding makes you frustrated. Well, it does because I feel like I'm wasting my time. Sure, wasting my time makes me frustrated. So if Octopath feeds into that and becomes part of the problem, then I'm gonna have to put it down for spaces. But I definitely want to play WarioWare Gold. Oh, yeah. That is a game. I'm planning to be on the train quite a bit during break to, like, go places. Yeah, nice. Um, Envious. Well, you could do it, too, I'm sure. (sighs) We we got got work. We got work (laughs) to do, and I have a feeling I'm going to end up working during this holiday anyway. But, yeah, well, I'm with you. Yeah, so Warrior Where Gold is on there. Um, I don't... We're going to a soccer game. We are going to a soccer game. We're going to a soccer game. We're seeing El Nino. We're seeing Fernando Torres, my personal favorite. Oh, you're not talking about the weather. No. Okay. (laughs) No. Well, he's he's kind of like a natural force. So. Oh, he oh, is. Oh, he is oh, a yeah. force he's, he's of something. nature. Fernando. Fernando. Yeah, you're going, going to a soccer game. Yeah, yeah. We're going. We're seeing Kawasaki Frontale versus uh, Sakantosu. Yes, we are. Yes. yes. That'll be a good time. Graham, are you planning to play anything over break? I got no plans. That's exactly how I want it. Okay, but you have games to play though. If I want to, yeah. All right. I'll probably just do a lot of uh, sleeping in. That sounds really nice, too. <laughs> got some yeah. catching up to do. <laughs> I got a lot of sleep. Yeah, we all have a lot of sleep to catch up on, for right. sure. We've been very busy. 8-4 has been probably as busy as we've ever been these last few months. It's been kind of a crazy summer. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, in my, you know, when I was a kid, summer break was, like, RPG time for me. I was always mm-hmm. an RPG guy. So, like, and I, I played almost all the Super Nintendo RPGs. So, that's why, like, you know, basically, I would just spend my whole summers basically playing whatever I could. Until I got into Japanese games, and then I would start getting all the Japanese RPGs and playing those, which took a lot longer because I couldn't read them. So I guess for this but, topic, let's just do like one, one quick, you know, laser-specific memory. Yeah. For oh, each. Man. You want to kick so, us off? Uh, so I have one. I mean, obviously <laughs> I have the same kind of thing as you were like, since you have a lot of time, like yeah. I have, you know, very bittersweet summer memories of like Earthbound and stuff. That's mm-hmm. very much a summer yeah, game Yeah, yeah. But specifically, there was one. I used to live in a very small town uh, in Nova Scotia called Antigonish, 4,000 people. You live in Nova Scotia? I live in Nova Scotia. Wait, Why? My mom got work there. So I lived oh, there for wow. like 10 years. I lived in a very small town. Whoa. Uh, and so when we moved back to Winnipeg, I had an entire summer where I was there like before my siblings were, and we were in this house that we were renovating, and I was like in the basement for a couple months. And I had, just before we moved, gotten a PlayStation. Ooh. So I was going to Blockbuster, and I was like, I just picked up two games from Blockbuster. They were Final Fantasy Tactics and Romance of the Three Kingdoms 6. Wow. And so for like an entire summer, I would keep renting these two games, and I was just <laughs> sitting in the basement. But one of those games is amazing, and one of them is like they're for like both, 70-year-old men. They're like, both amazing games. Uh, and like this loops back into like the idea of like fun grinding, where like Final Fantasy Tactics has that best grind ever, where you just want to get job points. So where you, you like throw like, rocks at people? Yes. Yeah. You turn, a, you, find, you kill everybody else on the map except for one enemy, then you turn to a chicken. And then you just like keep pelting with all these different status ailments for hours on end until you max out your job points. Or you just have like Ramza sitting in the corner screaming at himself. That's called broken gameplay. That's it was amazing. So much fun. And like that's where I learned to love Romance of the Three Kingdoms, because like I'm just trapped in my basement, I have nothing else to do. And I'm there with these old Chinese men all summer. And it was amazing. That's what one of my favorite summer game memories is those two games. Wow. Huh. 
Wow. Yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics was an amazing game, but I can't. The Koei games were just yeah. <laughs> too, too good, man. Too, too good. Too much. John? Well, you, well I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about it, but I don't have like a. I mean, my my one. The one thing that comes to mind when I think about like a long game over the summer is like a link to the past. Like mm. I, it came out in April of 1991. I remember very specifically, and I played <laughs> it through like July. Like I played it from like April to July, so I kind of played it before summer break started. Really, right? But that was the game that I spent like basically every single day playing nonstop for. I got. I must have played it hundreds of hours. Like I love that game so much. But um, yeah, it was for me. It was always Super Nintendo RPGs. Like I would. I would play all of them. I played, like, the Seventh Saga. I played, like, fucking Secret of the Stars, like, Tecmo's garbage-ass RPG. Like, I played them all. Seventh Saga was good, though. Um, Seventh Saga was good. It was, it was good. hard. It was hard, yeah. It was, um, it was, it was a fun game. Good music. Interesting story. Um, uh, I played, uh, you know, uh, Robo... Was Robo, it? Trek? Robo... Robo Trek? yes. The Quintet game? <laughs> um, you make your own robots, Dermot. What? You make your own robots. Are they, like, mech robots? Yes. Illusion of Gaia. Well, no, you don't, you don't ride them, but, like, you oh, know... Well. Yeah. Illusion of Gaia was another big one. Um, yeah, I just you know, and then and then at some point I discovered that there were all these other games in Japan, and I started like Dragon Quest V was the one that kicked me off, and mm. I started importing games, and so I played a lot of Japanese RPGs over the summer too, and like would do that stuff. But like to me, that's what it was. Like I loved RPGs, and summer was the one chance you had to like so play the time. hell out of them. Yeah, you could just so play them time. as much as you want. You could play them all night because you don't have to get up to school the next day. Like just and that's what I did. My summers like when I was like from probably I don't know what fourteen to like almost 20 were just like playing rpgs all summer all the time and it was awesome graham how old were you when when this was going on uh the for my memory yeah um i think i moved back it must have been like 11 or 12 i think okay and were you at home during the day so a lot yeah i mean i just moved to i was born in winnipeg then i moved away for like eight years then i moved back right 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 so i didn't know anybody yeah. And my siblings weren't there yet. Well, I mean, you didn't go so to, like, a camp or anything. Me. Nope. I was just Okay, see, for me, summer was always a summer camp time. Ah. Your parents were like, get the hell out of here. Well, my, yeah, because my, my parents were working, so they put me in this thing called Kid Links for a mm. while before I went to Boys and Girls Club. Kid Links was not as good as Boys and Girls Club. Staff didn't really care about what you were doing. <laughs> and, okay. you didn't, and you didn't go on as, on as, uh, as many field trips. So a lot of the time it was, like, getting with my friends and breaking out the link cable. Oh, Pokemon with, or what? Oh, yeah. Pokemon. Okay. Uh, we played Metabots on Game Boy Advance. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Somebody played that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think probably the game that had the biggest impact was Pokemon because it was before we all had access to the internet on our phones, at least, because we definitely didn't have phones in elementary school. Sure. And it was a lot of like one kid knowing Braille and translating the Braille in Pokemon for us. And... You know, cracking all of these codes, like, one kid knew how to EV train, and... I was like the Roy, the Roy of your group. Right, absolutely. Um, beyond that, though, Summer Nights, I guess, is just GameCube for me. And I don't really have a specific game. It's a lot of Billy Hatcher. Never played Billy Hatcher. No, that game was pretty good. Yeah. Was, yeah. was, was it Capcom or... No, it was Sega. Sega. Se- oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Sonic yeah. Team, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Yuji Naka. That was a Naka yeah. joint. <laughs> Naka joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, more recently, it's been RPG time as well. Because not, not, many, not many games come out during the summer, so I actually have time to focus on one thing. Yeah. It's been like a Persona game every summer for the past three years or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. When I interned, I played Persona 3, portable. Huh. And that was really nice, because I could just focus on it. Last year, it was Persona 5. Yeah. And I think a couple years before that, it was Persona 4. Huh. 
And now I've run out of personas. If I go to modern like summers, <laughs> like Dragon Quest X is it because it came out six years ago in August. Uh, the beta came out a couple months earlier. So and I, I like right now, like, specifically this very time of year, is just completely Dragon Quest for me because we played Dragon Quest X, the, the MMO that's only mm. out unfortunately in Japan, uh, like all month in that one year when it came out. And I haven't played it that much since then. But it just left such an imprint that, like, August is now Dragon Quest to me. And, like, that's all I think about. So, like, in every August, including now, like, I typically will, like, boot it back up and play it for, like, a couple dozen hours or whatever. Just because, like, it's it's a nice memory, basically. Have you done that yet or are you going to? I haven't done it yet this year. This year we're, like, especially, <laughs> we're, like, ridiculously busy this year. Like, right. epic levels of, of not having any time at all. But, mm-hmm. um, but I do, we're about to hit that summer break. And I sure as hell am taking that week off. So... For the most part. So I'm going to try and play some games. I'm going to play Dragon Quest. I'm going to play um, Octopath Traveler. Uh, there was something else I had in mind that I wanted to play next week. WarioWare. Oh, what was it? WarioWare, surely. No, no. I, well, I'll try to, oh, no, I was going to try. Actually, I want to try No Man's Sky. I want to see. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I've had it for Do. a long time and haven't got into it. So I'm not the grinder, you know, crazy guy that Roy is. Um, but... I think maybe I could appreciate it a little more than than you are so far, just because like you know I, I don't mind a little bit of extra work, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, come back and hear what we have to say about all of those games and experiences we have over break. Hopefully, we can actually enjoy our time off. I think so. Hey, you know what? I don't know about you guys, but I don't. I mean, we're crazy busy, but we are working on some really cool shit, and like that is fun. Like I don't. Oh, yeah, not, I mean. Sometimes a little too much. Right. I don't right. mean to know. say we're not enjoying ourselves right now. I'm just saying it's going to be nice to finally sleep eight hours. Oh, hell you know? yeah, man. <laughs> I can't wait to sleep. Sleep is something that I miss. Like, I, I find myself at the end of the days now, I'm just delirious. Like, I'm like, yep. I don't even like, I kind of like, like right now, we've been drinking on this podcast, but like on normal nights when I'm not drinking, I still feel like I've been drinking because I'm so like just out of it from long ass days. So it'll be nice to take a break. I only had one cup of hot cocoa today, so I'm, I'm feeling <laughs> it as good. well, you know? And I good. saved it for the podcast. <laughs> You're so not like, bouncing off the walls. No. Um, I think that about wraps us up here, though, unless you guys have anything to add. No, it was a fun uh, sort of shorthanded episode. Yeah, I think well, in the next episode, Roy will be back. So will Mark, I believe. All right. Um, so, he's still off doing stuff in America, but he should be... Although, PAX is coming up, so I don't know. Maybe he'll be gone for that, too. Right. But, um... Yeah, we got some exciting stuff coming up, though. So, you know, two weeks from now, yeah, it will be PAX time. And then two weeks after that, we're gearing up for TGS. So That hype Shinkan It's man. already, yeah, it's already time. Uh, and as always, we will be inviting all of our uh, visiting friends on for the TGS episode. So there's a lot to look forward to in the yes. next month. Please be excited. Yes. So until then, you can find us on Twitter at 84Play. We are also at our second home, giantbomb.com. Our first home, 8-4.jp. That's right. And we have a Facebook. You can like us on there. We like those five-star reviews on iTunes. There's the thread on Resetera. And, John, where can people find you? I am John TV on Twitter. And Graham? Uh, At Timely Howard. And I am Dermot at Dermalo. I've been your host. This has been 8-4-Play, and we will see you later. Who wants to take us out? You, host. (laughs) Okay, Dermot. After me. Follow my cue, okay? All right. Die, monster. You don't belong in this world. I don't know what comes after that. Uh, I'm sorry. John? Uh, Give me the first word and I'll remember the rest. (laughs) It. Okay, give me a few more of that. (laughs) It is. It is? It is not. 
By my hand. Oh, yeah, I don't remember that part. I mean, I, I know it, but I don't remember the words. I can, I can lead you word. into it. It is not by my hand that I am once again given, given flesh. flesh. Yeah. <laughs> I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. John? I keep going, you're doing good. Tribute. <laughs> you steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. That, that part never made any sense to me. Like, why did he just start talking about religions? But enough talk. Have at you. <laughs> that, that's all I remember. <laughs> and then he throws his glass down. And he does, yeah. But I, I never got that part about the religions. Like, like why did... Like, I, I mean, I, you I get... steal I think, men's souls and make them your slaves. Oh, yeah, if so you, why if is you, he calling him a religion, no, is your if, thing? If the writing was reasonably solid it's the, it's the performance of the voice actor because like what he meant to say was like change the topic to talk about religious but instead he just brought it up like he was already talking about it it was just terrible I love everything about the voice acting in that game it's so I was called here by humans <laughs> who wish to pay me tribute and then Alucard was always like super breathy like that one scene where like his mom dies it's like mother mother <laughs> mother <laughs> He's, what is a man? A miserable little... Pi- I don't know where it says little. That might be me. Yeah, so where does, where a miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. Have at you. Yeah. Uh, so we missed that somewhere. Hold on. Where is that? Where does that fall in that hole? Let me go through it again. <laughs> Die, monster. <laughs> you don't belong in this world. <laughs> you look it up. Die, monster. And like you can hear the like echoes of the like bathroom they were recording in or whatever in the background. It's not by my hand that wants to give him flesh. I was called by humans, which pay me tribute. Oh, I think I'm missing something in the middle there. I'm looking it up. Tribute. You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps soon you serve all religions. Die, monster. <laughs> you don't belong in this world. It was not by my hand that I'm once again given flesh. <laughs> I was called here by humans who wish to pay me tribute. You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. How about you? It's a masterpiece. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. Hello! 
I'm Russell Oliver, and I buy your used jewelry. If you have gold rings, gold earrings, I'll give you cash. If you have diamonds, bring them to me. I'll give you cash. I love gold. Bring me your old gold, and I'll give you cash. Because I'm the cash man.